0: Bhagavad Gita chapter five text twenty five Labhante Brahma Nirvanam Labhante Rishyahakshinakalmasha Rishashinakalmasha Chinadvaidha Yatmana Shina Sarvabhuta Labhante Achieve. Brahma Nirvanam Brahma Nirvana. Liberation, in Liberation in the Supreme Rishayah, Rishayah. <clears throat> Those who are active within Kshinakalmashah who, who are devoid of all sins, sins. Chinna Having, Having torn off Dvaidhah, Dvaidhah. Duality, Duality. Yata Atmanaha engaged in self-realization. Engaged in self-realization. Sarvabhuta, Sarvabhuta, for all living entities. All living entities. Hite, Hite, in welfare work. work. Rataha. Ratah. Engaged. engaged. Translation and purport by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta, Swami Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Translation, those who are beyond the dualities that arise from doubts, whose minds are engaged within, who are always busy working for the welfare of all living beings and who are free from all sins, achieve liberation in the Supreme. Please repeat. Those who are beyond the dualities dualities. that that arise from doubts, whose minds are engaged within, who are always busy busy working for the welfare welfare of all living beings beings and and who are free from all sins sins achieve liberation liberation in in the supreme purport. Only a person who is fully in Krishna consciousness can be said to be engaged in welfare work for all living entities. When a person is actually in the knowledge that Krishna is the fountainhead of everything, then when He acts in that spirit, He acts for everyone. The sufferings of humanity are due to forgetfulness of Krishna as the Supreme Enjoyer, the Supreme Proprietor and the Supreme Friend. Therefore, to act to revive this consciousness within the entire human society is the highest welfare work. One cannot be engaged in such first-class welfare work without being liberated in the Supreme. A Krishna conscious person has no doubt about the supremacy of Krishna. He has no doubt because he is completely freed from all sins. This is the state of divine love. A person engaged only in ministering to the physical welfare of human society can, cannot factually help anyone. Temporary relief of the external body and the mind is not satisfactory. <clears throat> The real cause of one's difficulties in the hard struggle for life may be found in one's forgetfulness of his relationship with the Supreme. When a man is fully conscious of his relationship with Krishna, he is actually a liberated soul, although he may be in the material tabernacle. So all words are very important in this verse. Now, this topic of this the theme of <clears throat> this shlokam is the welfare work for all living beings. Now, to even come to the point of welfare, we have discussed this many times. To be able to help someone else, I should be first of all qualified. Um, like for example, a doctor. Uh, you can't go to someone uh, and I mean, come yourself, I mean, put yourself under the knife um, of someone who is not qualified. So, he has to be qualified enough to help anyone. So, especially so in the spiritual um, circle, because real help means to help the soul and not the body. So, to, before we even help others, we should first of all be situated in perfection, qualified. So, that is exactly what the first line is about. Labhante brahma Now, if you see the previous verse, you see, Yonta sukho yontar aramas tathantar jyotir Evayaham sayogi brahma nirvanam, brahma bhuto dhigachati We have done this class on Wednesday. One whose happiness is within, who is active and rejoices within, and whose aim is inward, is actually the perfect mystic. He is liberated in the Supreme and ultimately he attains the Supreme. So, we have explained at length what is this inward. This inward, many, I mean many so-called Gurus, Swamis, Yogis, they say, Oh, you have to find peace within, inside. Inside means inside what? Inside this body? Inside this body is... If you want to cut open the body, it's even worse than what is outside. (laughs) It is not very pleasant. That's why when there is some violent footage, they say this is not for the faint-hearted, graphic footage. You know, there is a warning. Because what is inside is not is, is not at all pleasing the body so it's not talking about what inside the body the soul we're talking about the soul and when in the heart there are two souls one is the Atma that we are and the other is the paramatma which is the expansion of Krishna. So we have to look upon our friend actually the supreme soul Paramatma who has been accompanying us. Since time immemorial, although he had known, he has no need to do so, but he, out of mercy, he has been accompanying us and watching when we will turn back to him. In the meantime, even though we have completely neglected him for trillions of, trillions of years, he has been facilitating or giving us a facility to survive in this material world, even though we have rejected him. So the real platform of happiness is understood as it is stated in the purport when we understand three things. That the Supreme Lord is the owner of everything. He is the enjoyer of everything and He is the supreme friend of everyone. So this is based on 4 verses later 529 and Prabhupada always referred to this shloka as the peace formula for the entire world. It's is a very important verse. You should all memorize this. Bhoktāraṁ yajñatapasāṁ sarvaloka maheshwaram suhridam sarvabhūtānāṁ jyātvāmām shantim mrichhati See, three things. The first three lines are the three things we need to know. <speaking in> Bhoktāraṁ <Hebrew> yajñatapasāṁ He is the enjoyer of all sacrifices. Now, we want to uh, be the enjoyer of what we do, of what hard, works, hard work we go through, or what sacrifices we go through. Or we want our family to be the enjoyer of our sacrifices. But we have to change the idea that Krishna should be, the sati- um, should, should be the person whom we should satisfy. Why? Because He is the root of all existences. And when He is satisfied, everybody else is satisfied. When you water the root of the tree, The entire tree, every nook and corner of the tree, however big it is, will be nourished. So, Krishna has to be satisfied. And Sarvaloka Maheshwaram, He is the owner. So, this message has to be propagated in order to have peace. Because we think we are the owner. I am the owner of my house or I am the owner of... um, Collectively, we think we are the owner of the country and we protect this country from other countries and there are you know, so many cold war or hot war, whatever you call it, is going on. It's all because of oh it belongs to me, it belongs to me. We have created, we have drawn these boundaries. Krishna just created the whole universe uh, with all the innumerable planets and innumerable universes also. So everything belongs to Sarva Loka Maheshwaram, not just this Loka Maheshwaram. Sarva Loka Maheshwaram. Of all planets, he is the Supreme Lord so when when we understand this then there is no fight over proprietorship it is already documented like if i have a title deed for example i am the owner of this land nobody can dispute that these document this bhagavad gita this vedic literature is the documentation of who is the owner who is the enjoyer who is actually the supreme friend whom we should consult the entire law book for human society these are you know, uh, legislative documents since time immemorial, way before our constitutions have been written down. So he is the owner. Already it is said, why how can we say that we are the owner and you know fight over a piece of land? So if everybody can be educated on this, there will be no more fights. So Hridam Sarva Bhutanam, he is the supreme friend. We have to understand this other aspect, if you want to have peace. Because, when He is a supreme friend, how is He a supreme friend? He is giving us His instruction. How we can save ourselves from all suffering? And we should heed his His advice. He is a supreme friend means He is giving us advice. So, this advice must be propagated to everyone. This is real welfare work. Now you may say, "Oh, this is not really welfare work." You know, you can talk big time, but people are suffering there. They are not having food to eat, or they don't have shelter. We have to do that first. They don't have education; they are illiterate. That's why the verse worse. It's stated there very clearly. I'll read you this sentence that Sri Prabhupada wrote in the purport. The sufferings of humanity are due to forgetfulness of Krishna as a supreme enjoyer, supreme proprietor and a supreme friend. This is the only reason why people are suffering, not because of lack of food. Why why do I say that? Because the reason why somebody would actually um, suffer from lack of food or whatever supply. It's because of sinful reactions from the past. And all of that can be nullified if one becomes again obedient to the Lord. We are the children of the richest father. Why we should be in trouble? If, if, a, if a boy, if a young boy, he has forgotten, he has rebelled against his rich and kind father and he has gone away and on the streets now and he is suffering, he is now begging... So, to give him some food is help or to remind him and to, you know, I mean, counsel him to go back to his father is real help. If he, you can give him food one day, what about the rest of the days? Let's um, extrapolate that to the real lifetime of the soul, which is eternity. Even if you help in this life, maybe you have given him education and, you know, so-called whatever, livelihood. They say, you know, if you give him food, you will feed him for a day. If you teach him how to earn, he will feed him for a life. Even if you feed him for a life, what is going to happen in the next life? This is again a short-sighted solution. It's not a far-sighted solution. Because he may commit sinful activities and that will get him again into suffering. Even if one does pious activities, he is going to take birth again. The results of pious activities are that one will be born in a cultured family or one will have four things, Janma, Aishwarya, Shruta, shri Bhir, according to Bhagavatam, um, aristocratic birth or birth in a good family or nation, Aishwarya, to have wealth, to be born in rich family, some people say, say born with a silver spoon, golden spoon or whatever. So they are born with like this because of some punya they have done or the other is beauty, physical beauty or intelligence, these are the signs of a pious background. Now, even if one has these things, the sufferings of birth, death, old age and disease cannot be foregone, we cannot give up, (laughs) we cannot escape, these are not insurance against these sufferings, it is completely irrelevant, an intelligent person can suffer from disease like you know that. um, That scientist, what is his name? Stephen Hawking. Intelligent. Very intelligent. But he had to suffer. Uh, But that intelligence, he became too smart. He became atheistic. This is the problem with with us. Little bit, we have something. Immediately, we will become so proud that we will deny God also who has given us that intelligence. And because of that denial, next life will be very dark. That we don't see. So, the real sufferings, therefore, are to remind them of Krishna consciousness. Yes, immediately sometimes, yes, they may be poor. So, we give, we can give food to them, but only prasadam, not other food. Other food is against sinful. And then, once he is fed with prasadam, then also give the knowledge. That is the main thing. If he can somehow become devotee, that's it. all his suffering will be gone if he turns back to Krishna. Srila Prabhupada said because he was travelling all over the world many, many times as he was preaching and he said, I have seen all the continents and various countries, I have seen that there is enough land to produce necessities for 10 times the world population. Easily, 70 billion can be easily fed. The problem is lack of Krishna consciousness. Unnecessarily, you know, industrial development and ruin the planet, first of all, ecological imbalance, everything. I mean, there are so many things that are going wrong because of atheism. This industrial development, this whole ugra karma, it is called technically in Sanskrit, horrible work, too much endeavor for a little bit uh, gain. And that too, the gain is, you know, we'll go after some time. It's all temporary, flickering in fact the the as they say now the line is in this uh, covid vaccine uh, issue they say the the benefits outweigh the risks but here in this case in ugra karma the risks outweigh far outweigh the benefits you know the real thing is we have to come back to the original system see they say i think there uh, i saw one caption uh some kind of bio company some dealing with some kind of um, water i don't know what but they were doing they, their caption was um nature is good but made better with science i think they're too smart <laughs> i think they're way too smart they think they're better scientists than god You know, that's the biggest problem. They deny Him and that's the exact reason why they are suffering. The whole world is put into suffering because of this denial of God. Therefore, the real welfare activity is to spread this message, to remind everyone to come back to Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So, one who does that is actually doing the real welfare work. Welfare work is not just when somebody has... Is already, has already met with suffering and then you try to do some patchwork there. For example, there is some natural disaster and then people will go there and that's considered welfare work and millions of dollars will be donated for that cause. Now, why do you wait until that thing happens? The thing is, they do not know why these things happen. Oh, natural disasters are beyond our control. No, they are not beyond our control. If we do everything right, If we do everything right, they are not beyond our control. Who is governing all these natural... uh, this this natural supplies or the balance that we have? Is the demigods, devatas, who are much higher controllers of the universal management affairs and they are all servants and devotees of Krishna. Suraganah, they are called. Sura means one who are devotees of Krishna. Asura means exactly opposite, not devotees of Krishna. They may be even devotees of demigod, devatas, but if they are not devotees of Krishna, they are Asura. You will see in history, there have been like for example Ravan or Hiranyakashipu. They were big, you know, they did big meditation and tapasya to satisfy greatest of demigods like Brahma and Shiva also. Still they were counted among Asuras. You will never find, you will never find an example Where a person is a devotee of Vishnu and be called an Asura, never. Because that's a very definition of Sura. One who is a devotee of Vishnu or Krishna. So, that has to be first understood. We have to become a Sura. So, they will give us, these demigods, they will give us these disturbances. When there is too much of sin accumulated, then these things happen. So, but the scientists or the philosophers they are busy making money, they have no time to understand. They don't value even the instructions of Bhagavad Gita, Krishna and they don't take necessary steps and they commit sinful activities without limit and one day these are going to blow up like a volcano. The pressure of sin will build up and just explode and then we will have problems and then, oh, all welfare, red cross, blue cross, yellow cross, everything will come. Why there should be a cross? There should be a tick. <laughs> that, that is possible when we are, ours is preventive welfare. You know, even before anything happens, do everything right and nothing wrong will actually happen. So, there are three kinds of miseries. Adhyatmik, Adhibhautik, Adhidaivik. Three uh, sources of misery. So, one is miseries caused by ourselves. Like if I trip on on my own leg and fall, who who's to be blamed? I'm to be blamed. Or or if my you know like bite my own tongue, I am the problem. Or if I do something stupid, like sometimes people do these stunts, you know. Sometimes you know they go on very high buildings and take selfie. Don't know what to do with their lives. Such a valuable life, they go to this Burj Khalifa, you know. And then they go to the highest point and then take a selfie from there and then do all they don't know what to do with their lives hmm. So this is complete uh, lack of understanding of the importance of life. So we have to understand where actually we need to employ our human intelligence you see So our human intelligence should be not to imitate animals like monkeys climb up buildings or you no. Know, trees. We have to uh, advance in our Krishna consciousness, yeah. that is the actual aim of human life. Who, who am I? That questioning can be done by human being, animal cannot do that. So we should, we should start with that and then not just question wildly and answers are here. Krishna, that's why he is called Sohridam Sarva he is a friend of everyone. He is giving us advice. A friend, as you say, a friend in need is a friend in We are in need always. He is providing for our material needs and also he is giving us advice for our spiritual needs, which is our real need. Our body is like a cage and we are like the bird inside the cage. So, if the bird is hungry and if somebody comes and wants to help the bird and decorates the cage instead, instead of feeding the bird. So, is that actually proper service to the bird? It's not. He should feed the bird. Similarly, what welfare activity is being so-called done now is trying to just decorate the cage of this body, help the body and not the soul. The bird is starving with, I mean starving from, you know, lack of sufficient nourishment, spiritual nourishment. So, that's our position right now. So, we have to be released from this material tabernacle, this this whole cage and cagement. So, ours is preventive welfare. Before even anything happens, start doing everything right. What is that right? Become a devotee of Krishna. We are suffering because we have gone against him. That's our crime. Why would a... Prisoner suffer because you have committed a crime. So we have to understand, if we are suffering, that means I have committed a crime. What is that? So, Krishna is telling, oh, you have forgotten me, you are trying to be an enjoyer separate from me, like a finger. If the finger says, "I no, 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 I don't want to cooperate with the stomach, not doing anything, the stomach is sitting down, I want to do, on, I want to live on my own. So, if the finger is cut off, how can the finger survive? So we are trying to do like that, we are trying to cut cut ourselves off from Krishna and trying to be happy independently. But we can't be independent. Even in our atheistic disposition, we have to be supported by Krishna. The tongue with which we say there is no God, has to be given by God. Such is our foolishness. As if we created this tongue, we created our brain. We think we are too smart, intelligent. who, Who created the brain? Father and mother, I mean, did not know anything. The mother was just bearing the weight and you know, suffering so much for 9 months, that is all. She has no idea what is going on inside. And who is doing the engineering within? How can we deny when there is so much um, uh, order and sense? So, it is uh, a completely uh, I can't understand how people can say that there is no God. <clears throat> so, therefore, to act to revive this consciousness within the entire human society is the highest welfare work. And to do this, in today's verse, the word is used, labhante brahma nirvanam. First of all, having achieved brahma nirvanam, having achieved brahma nirvanam, the sages they get rid, rid get themselves rid of all sinful actions they become pure and they become liberated they cut all kinds of misconceptions that are arising from duality what is this duality what is this duality First of all, the duality is dvesha samuthena dvandvam bharata. So, this is our first duality. Everything else is concomitant. The first duality is that we have dvesha We have desire to enjoy and anything that uh, kind of um, is an obstacle in our path of sense gratification we hate that, that is dvesha and anybody who comes in, in the way of our sense gratification, we hate that, we become envious of that. So this ichha and dvesha are the dualities, it's all based on our matras parshastu kaunteya, this shita uh, ushna, sukha dukha our happiness distress is all because we define happiness as contact of the senses with the sense objects and that's it. We have discussed that at length in the previous session when we spoke, you see. So our definition of what is actually happiness should change from the advice of Bhagavad Gita and that definition is that if Krishna is happy then everybody can be happy then one can actually work for sarva-bhūta-hiteratāha. What is the sarva means of all living entities. Hita means welfare for their benefit. For that, we have to be first Brahma-nirvanam. We have to be situated in liberation. Like Mayavadis, they say the nirvanam is the highest. Even Buddhists, they say nirvana is the highest. You see? But here, Nirvana, as it's said here, is the beginning of proper activities. Until then, we were under the limited understanding of I and mine. This is me, this is my family, this is... We only work... Until now, we are not sarvabhuta Hiterata. What we do? Our family rata, our community-hiteratha, or our country-hiteratha. Not sarvabhuta Hiterata. Or even in my country, Only human beings hithiratha, animals, let them go to hell. Some people they do for animals, (laughs) that is the worst hypocrisy. (laughs) They fight for dog and cat rights, when uh, some, you know, there was some internet also, there was some news that, you know, oh, some man was some serial deranged person, he was uh, killing cats in a United States somewhere, so he killed about 23 cats or something like that, everybody was commenting, oh this is atrocious, this is just you know, uh, and this is like complete inhuman you know, but what are they doing, you are eating pigs, you are eating cows, you are eating, what is that, why when somebody kills a dog or a cat, it's a huge and actually there are punishments by the government, he was, he was jailed, he was caught and he was jailed, and he killed a cat <laughs> and every day there is killing of so many animals and birds no jailing I mean no no pr- imprisonment nothing I mean there's a lost complete sense you know no brains at all there is a logic to that you know what is the logic because I want dogs and cats as my pets therefore if if somebody you know Kills dogs and cats. Therefore, he should be jailed. Because I think so. This is my sense gratification. That is their logic. Otherwise, there is no logic there. Uh, this is the foolishness of the materialists. So, Sarvabhuta hiteratah means one who does good for everyone. Sarvejana sukhinobhavantu. This is our Vedic um uh, culture. Everyone must be happy. And when we say everyone, Sarvabhuta, not serve human beings. We are not humanitarian movement. Humanitarian is a very narrow movement. We are for all living entities. Because Krishna says, Sarvayoni Shukanteya, Ahambija pita. Of all species I am the Father. That's why we have also discussed the previous session, Praja means, one who has taken, Ja means, stands for Janma. So, who has taken Janma or birth in, our, in the land, he is a citizen of that country, including animals. Prabhupada was uh, talking to a, a, a mayor, You know, there was a conversation, the mayor, Liked what Prabhupada was doing because the hippies were being trained and you know, (laughs) changed to happies, Prabhupada said. (laughs) They actually became happy. So, they were becoming becoming sane and you know, becoming responsible and servants of God. So, he liked this whole thing and then the mayor came to congratulate Prabhupada and take some tips on how the government can you know, better the citizens. So, Prabhupada when he was talking with him, he said, not that um, he said, "You have to work for the welfare of all citizens." Prabhupada said, "Then he said, not that American brother is my uh, American brother is good, but American cow is my food. That is not welfare. <laughs> so this is, this kind of narrow approach will not help." Sarvabhuta hiterata. and to do that, like anybody, if if who wants to do welfare activity, somebody who is Little like somebody who is not suffering himself, right? A person who is himself suffering and destitute, he can't help others, even if he wants to. He has to be sufficiently having capacity. Now, a rich man would try try to do some altruism, you know, some philanthropy, but it's not going. As we have already seen, it's going to only help the body, and that's not real help. So spiritually, to be able to do any welfare for others. We have to be rich. We have to be um, full with uh, rich means not the money so money wise. <laughs> money is a medium. Yes, that is also required. But rich in realization. Krishna consciousness. That richness. That is actual richness. Uh, one who is Krishna conscious. So he has to be what is the richness here? Labhante brahma nirvanam. He is to be situated in liberation. His life is situated in liberation. Then, his sinful activities have gone. Because if I have sinful action or reaction, I will not even be interested in this spiritual subject. You know, there is this verse, seven chapter, 28th verse. Clearly says, Yesam to antagatam bapam, jananam Karmanam te nirmukta Mam Persons who have acted piously in previous lives and in this life and whose sinful actions are completely eradicated are freed from the dualities of delusion and they engage themselves in my service with determination. If somebody is not purified from previous birth, doesn't matter, if he comes to chant Hare Krishna, then he becomes purified. Then he will be interested in spiritual life. That's why our format in these programs is we have kirtan first and then the class, because the kirtan purifies our consciousness. It makes us. It gives it. Uh, it brings forth a conducive atmosphere for us to learn about this subject of Krishna consciousness. And if it is too heavy, then there is prasadam later. So, we are sandwiching the class in between Kirtan and Prasadam. <laughs> so, that you go home happy. <laughs> so, this is a simple process of Krishna Consciousness. As Like Prabhupada said, sometimes people may not be able to digest philosophy, but they will definitely digest Prasadam. So, <laughs> even if it was difficult a little bit here, the other will other one will compensate. Either way, we are becoming purified by chanting, by hearing, by taking Krishna Prasadam, by associating with devotees. In this way, we are getting purified. This is the whole program. So, this has to be instituted everywhere. There is another conversation with another mayor. Uh, No, actually, it was a police superintendent. I think it's that conversation is actually there in the Science of Self-Realization book. There Prabhupada was talking about These government servants, they always try to be secular and you know, not promote any religion per se and um, he was talking, he was actually there is a kind of a video also uh, for that conversation and um, he was asking, uh, can you give us some um, hints that mayor was, uh, police superintendent was asking, can you give us some hints on how to uh, you know, do some good for the citizens because we are seeing so many drug addicts and you know so many delinquents or crimes or How how can we stop this, do you have any ideas? yeah, that's what we do, <laughs> that's what we do here. So you give us facility to chant everywhere, yeah. so and we will distribute prasadam, we will chant, we will discuss some nice philosophy and everyone will become, You have no, you don't have to spend any money for crime prevention. Or you know this uh, here also we have narcotics, uh, what is the Anti-narcotics uh, department, bureau. Ah, bureau. So all these you don't have to spend millions of dollars. You just give us some facility for free, and we will do the job for you. So he said, uh, but you know we can't support religion. You know we have to be secular. You know we have to you know support the people. And Prabhupada so we are also your people. You support us, and we will support. The government in much better way, hmm. by training everyone properly. The thing is, once you become devotee, you will have all good qualities, there is no other welfare work actually needed, there is billions of dollars spent in so much welfare work, it is a complete waste of money and time, because with in one stroke, all welfare can be done in this way, you see. Srimad Bhagavatam 5 1812 All the demigods and their exalted qualities such as religion, knowledge and renunciation and every every good quality that you can think of become manifest in the body of one who has developed unalloyed devotion for the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Vasudeva. So, one who is a devotee, he will automatically have all good qualities without any extraneous effort, you know. On the other hand, a person devoid of devotional service and engaged in material activities has no good qualities. This is a challenge. This is our challenge to the world. (laughs) People say, how can you say like that? Come on. He has some good qualities, right, after all. Yeah, he may be not a devotee, but he has some good qualities. <clears throat> Here he is a no. He may be favourable, he can be changed. He can be made into a good person, maybe. Maybe he is innocent. But until he actually becomes a devotee, he cannot be a good person. We are not fanatic. We will prove it. <laughs> How? <clears throat> because if I am not a devotee of Krishna, I don't acknowledge that everything belongs to Him. Even if I lip service to acknowledge, I have to act on that principle. If I don't, I am a hypocrite. So, if I enjoy another person's property, Ishavasam idam sarvam, everything belongs to Krishna. So, whatever we are having, whatever we think is ours, it is stolen property. So, we are a thief to start with. So, when when we are a thief, how can we have any good qualities? Like that always that story Prabhupada gives, which I have quoted many times. Like this band of dacoits, four of them, they gathered at uh, outskirts of a village or a town. So, uh, at sunset, they said, okay, you go this side, you go this side, east, west, north, south, we will cover all directions. In the night, loot as much as possible and let's meet again here before dawn before sunrise, so they went and came back with whatever they looted and uh, the leader said okay now bring out everything, let us put everything on the, no no table there just one cloth, (laughs) let us put everything and then we will distribute it equally, no cheating okay, no cheating, no ever to be fair, honest don't and equality to be equal, so he is talking about equality, he is talking about fairness, he is talking about morality, he is talking about honesty based on a stolen property. <laughs> so even if we do anything in this world seemingly good you know if we have so called oh we have good manners you know, but if we are eating the animal on the plate, what, what good quality I have. Huh. So no body can be a good person if he is not a devotee he is a thief to start with stena is not my word you know it's ishtan bhogan hi vodeva dasyante yagna bhavitah tairdatana pradayai bhyo yo bhunte stena evasah stena, stena thief this stena thief Who is thief? In charge of the various necessities of life, the demigods being satisfied by the performance of Yajna sacrifice will supply all necessities to you. But he who enjoys such gifts without offering them to the demigods in return is certainly a thief. Of course, demigods means they are just agents of Krishna. So, this Yajna also, performance of Yajna for Kali Yuga is Sankirtan Yajna. Actually, the demigods are not satisfied when you worship them. Out of duty, they will give you whatever you want. They don't like it. Because any devotee won't like if he is worshipped as God. If somebody worships you, oh, you are God, you know, I'll put, you like it. Some rascals, narcissists will like it. Who are actually posing themselves as God. They will like it. But any sane man wouldn't like it. So, demigods are actually devotees, great devotees of Krishna. Hmm. they They don't like it. In fact, you know, let's see this. Lord Shiva himself is saying, 4th canto, 24th chapter, 28th verse, you see. <speaking in foreign language> Lord Shiva continued, any person who is surrendered to the Supreme Personality of Godhead Krishna, the controller of everything, material nature as well as the living entity, is actually very dear to me. He is not saying one who is surrendered to me is is, is dear to me. One who is surrendered to Krishna is dear to me. That is why he said, Aradhananam Sarvesham Vishnu Aradhanam Param. Of all types of worship, worship of Krishna or Vishnu is the highest. Hmm. So even Lord Shiva, the greatest of devotees of Krishna, Vaishnavanam Yatha Shambho. Lord Shiva is the greatest Vaishnava in the universe. His verdict. So, this is what we have to do, otherwise we are a thief. So How can thief have any good qualities? Even if we may talk about fairness, it is all a farce. Where was the fairness when I was looting? Somebody's hard-earned wealth, where is the fairness, where is the honesty, where is the equality? You work yourself, why you loot other people's wealth? Hmm. So in this way, a non-devotee cannot have good qualities, now he may be innocent. There are two kinds of non-devotees. One is innocent, the other is envious, who's actually envious of God, atheist, hardcore. So we can help the innocent non-devotees and make them actually good people, devotees. <clears throat> there is that chance. But if one is envious, one can't do anything about it. He has to learn the hard way. He has to suffer life after life, many, many lifetimes. I mean, Those animals, those fish, those which are suffering so much now. If you go to wildlife, if you see the National Geographic or whatever, nowadays there are so many documentaries on YouTube. You see the animal wildlife. It's suffering. Not only the deer or the zebra which is hunted down, but also the lion and the tiger. They also suffer. They get violently killed by other lions or tigers or other predators. And even sometimes they try to, you know, because they're too hungry and they want more meat and attack a herd of buffalos. And his buffalo with one hit with the horn, the lion is torn to pieces. Entire, I have seen one, the entire thing is torn apart. The heart was out. Lion. So it's not, it's not all rosy. Why they are there? Because they are envious of Krishna. They ended up like that. Do we want to end up there? I mean, if we say no, we have to be serious about it. Like if I ask anybody, Prabhu, you want to come back to this material world, they say, no, 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 I don't want it. Then chant, Prabhu, I have no time. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) if you want a result, and if you don't want to put any effort, so where is the... (laughs) so we have to be honest, we have to be sincere in our, you know, So, we have to take the process. There is a standard process and there is no, it's not like, yes, yes, I also chant. I chant in my heart. These things won't work. When everything in the material world has a standard SOP, as they say, standard operating procedure or protocol, in a spiritual life, there is no protocol. Everybody can do whatever they like and they will, yes, yes, Prabhu, everything leads to the same goal. It does not lead to the same goal. Please. You take 51 bus or you take 137 or you take what? you know, one or two, it is not going to go to the same destination. Mm-hmm. So, we have to know what is the correct path and what is the shortest path also. Because from A to B, we can, there are infinite number of ways from A to B. The shortest part is a straight line and we don't have time in Kali Yuga. Our lifetime is short and we don't know when it's going to be cut short. So, before that happens, we have to make a solution. And that is what we have to do. We have to focus on, first of all, our life and then sort it out first. Start the process. The process is already ready. Chanting Hare Krishna on the beads. Japa and kirtan in the association of devotees. One person, he told me, Prabhu, I don't want to show off. I said, what do you mean? No, I don't want to show off that I am chanting this many, you know, uh, number of times. I, I just... I don't want to show off that I am doing this many. I said, it's not about show off. (laughs) It's about duty. Minimum, you have to do this much. If there is no number, you are falling below. Unless you are on the stage where you are always chanting Hare Krishna and without stop. Prabhupada said, you know, even between the two morsels of food that we are taking, one has to chant Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. That kind of chanting non-stop. Unless we come to that stage, this is this chanting is what you know, at least sixteen rounds. At least this much you do in a day. You must chant. So this is a, is fulfilment of the order of the Guru. In fact, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he said, I am not going to eat in anybody anybody who's not a Lakshapati, you know, crorepati, like that Lakshapati. Only if somebody is Lakshapati, I am going to eat in his place. Because so many brahmanas were inviting him for um, Prasadam at their home in Jagannathpuri. So, he said, I am not going to go to anybody's home until, unless they are Lakshapati. You know, in those days, Lakshapati 500 years ago is more than Karodpati now. <laughs> and everybody, all the brahmanas became disappointed. That means we have no chance, what war lakshapati we have, no hundred also we don't have. No, then Jajan have clarified. No, I am not talking about that laksha. One lakh names a day if one is chanting, which is which translates to 64 rounds a day on the mala, 108 in one mala, 64 malas every day. Unless one is chanting 64 malas a day. I am not going to come to his house. Then everybody became happy. Everybody increased their rounds to 64. <laughs> so, we are fallen souls. Prabhupada saw that we are not even capable. Of what's. He went with, uh, to America and asked them to chant 64 rounds. And, uh, two days, one day, they actually came back and said, Prabhupada, <laughs> not happening. <laughs> and he said, 32. So we chant 32 rounds. They tried two, three days cannot, Prabhupada are very fallen souls, okay you chant 16 rounds, rock bottom, no excuse, so we have to do that, uh, it is not about showing off or what, then why do you show off wearing a tie, you are a big businessman or what do you want to show off, it is not about show off, it is presentation right, whatever we have to, there is some protocol like um, even in workplace there will be protocols right, so there is protocol. It is a duty. We have to finish this much at least. This is our vow. And when we are chanting, uh, then we can, you know, cut off all distractions chant. So like that, we have to engage, first of all chanting and then reading, otherwise we are not going to be convinced. Today, one lecture, half an hour, one hour, you know, we will hear something, okay, nice Prabhu, very nice. See you next week. That's it. Gone. Forgotten. We have to remind ourselves all of this, every single moment of our lives. Right? So, every every day we have to hear. Because if we are not hearing from Krishna, we are hearing from Maya. Because my, our ears are always open. Like mouth you can close, eyes you can close, nose you cannot close, ears you cannot close. Nose we have to detect, no prasadam is there or not. <laughs> but uh, ears, we can't close. So, if Krishna Katha is not going inside, Maya Katha is going inside, Gramy Katha and that is our problem and when it goes inside, what is Gramy Katha, gossip, house stories. 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 (laughs) So these are all you know full of materialistic thoughts like some of you are working. So, there will be colleagues who will say many things or nowadays, no need of anybody. You can sit in a room and then have your, uh, what is that? Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, you can have so much gramikatha going on. So with all that going on, we are being preached to by those and like some are, some are youngsters, They have they may be going to schools. So there, there are classmates, especially in the teenage, peer pressure is very strong. Oh, he is doing, I also must do. Otherwise, I will not fit in. Why you want to fit in? You stand out, no? Be outstanding. And teach them also, how to be outstanding. You be the trendsetter. Why you have to follow the trend? But trend, I mean, set the proper trend. them to chant. No, introduce somehow Krishna consciousness. Hmm. So, we have to uh, be strong enough to do that. We have to be first of all convinced. The problem is when we are not convinced, then we will think, oh, what people will think of me. Why do you worry what they think of you? Let them think now. Nah, how is he going to help or you know jeopardize you? You just do what you, you have to do. When you are confident, and then you can preach to others. That's why it is called here Labhante Brahmanirvanam. They they are situated in Brahmanirvanam and then they can do Sarva Sarva we have to be first of all ourselves, con- not only convinced, we have to be following also. You know that story where um, the yogi, this uh, son, uh, mother, she had this uh, small son who was like about 9 to 10 years old but he had developed this habit of drinking tea. So she wanted to him to stop, No, it's not good for you, <clears throat> so please stop, he was not listening. So she thought somebody else, you know, some some sadhu kind of person tells him, then he will listen. So somebody told her that, you know, that hill, at the top of the hill, there is this sadhu, you know, many people are going to him. So you also go and get some, I think he will listen maybe. So she went, she went uh, walking up the hill and uh, met the sadhu and she asked, um, Sadhu asked what do you want, so she said, no, I have a problem, my son is always drinking tea, can you ask him to stop please? And Sadhu thought for a while, said, you come back next week, And okay, she said. They came down the hill, next week they again went up. So the Sadhu said to the boy, boy, don't, don't drink tea anymore, okay, she said okay, she was buzzed. This he could, have, he could have told me the first time. No? Yeah. Why you made me go up and down? So, then she asked Sadhu, Sadhu, I want to ask him question. What is it? Why did you tell this last week? You know how difficult it is to walk up and down. No, the problem is, he said, last week I was also drinking tea. <laughs> <laughs> so, first of all, I stopped so that I can tell him. <laughs> so, thing is, we have to first of all follow then we can have the, we will have the strength to tell others if i smoke and say i hey, don't smoke what will happen who will take you seriously yeah, so nobody will so like that we have to be brahman means we have to be situated in that that is guru uh, what is that saguru meva okay even this one is also this see Therefore, any person who seriously desires real happiness must seek a bona fide spiritual master and take shelter of him by initiation. The qualification of the bona fide guru is that he has realized the conclusions of the scriptures by deliberation and is able to convince others of these conclusions. Such great personalities who have taken shelter of the Supreme Godhead, leaving aside all material considerations, should be understood to be bona fide spiritual masters. So we have to take shelter of a bona fide spiritual master. Bonafide means not any guru who is wearing saffron colour. We don't judge the holiness of the person by the dye amount of dye he has put on his cloth or the amount of beard he has. No or the number of malas he has on his chest. That's not the index. Unfortunately, as much as it may sound stupid, but that's what people are doing. They are surrendering to people who just because they have some... they don't check what he is speaking. So, now we don't have to search. Prabhupada is already there for us. He is a bona fide spiritual master. And we can take instructions from those devotees who are following his instructions and in that way we can advance ourselves. So that is what we are presenting here. Sarvabhuta hiterata. Only that Sarvabhuta are not interested. (laughs) They are not interested. Few handful come only. We are here. Grand arrangement. Come, everybody. You want to help. You know, come take Krishna consciousness, chant, eat prasadam, listen to some nice philosophy, free. Sometimes people ask, Prabhu, how, uh, how much do you charge for your Bhagavad-Gita classes? You don't charge. Come. No, you don't charge. No huh? fees. Cheaper. Okay. They think it is cheap-skate. <laughs> you know, there is a price and there is worth. How much is it worth? What is its price? So, usually it is, a, you know, it's synonymous. But when um, something that is priceless is offered for no price, they think it is not, it is worthless. It is actually priceless, but they think it is worthless. Now price and worth may be same, but priceless and worthless are two different things, two opposite things. So they rather pay thousands of dollars and, you know, attain some, I mean, uh, go to some course or something or... um, Counseling session or something like that. Life coach. Nowadays, life coaches are everywhere. His life is already messed up. I know. I mean, a few people. I don't know how they became life coach. They, their lives are so messed up. I, I don't want to name them, but they used to come here. One, one, one lady used to come. She, she's the one who, I mean, I don't want to judge, but this is what happened. So. She ruined her marriage by having an extramarital affair, and the husband still gave her chance, and you know she was still living, you know, in the house of the husband. You know, even though he knew what happened, (coughs) she did it with another man, and still he gave her chance, and and she still did not learn anything, and then she divorced him, and then um, now she's life coach. She's no life coach. How is that possible just like two months ago you did a horrible thing in your life first of all you need coaching yourself and how can you become a life coach and help others like this there are so many people their own lives are messed up so and people pay them one of the most hilarious um, you know there are so many exhibitions fairs trade fairs that go on you know three days four days or sometimes a week So, one of these fairs that we go, usually these fairs, we also have our stall there, you know, and we sell our books and everything. And one of these fairs, nowadays, of course, pandemic ruled out, but before that. So, one of these fairs is a fair, which is three days long, happens once or twice a year. And all kinds of new age spiritualism people, they come there. All kinds of tantric or, um, you know, some shaman or something or some weird, weird stuff. And I just can't stop laughing when I go there. It's very difficult for me to keep a straight face because we are selling here and opposite beside everywhere. They are doing this uh, weird um, healing sessions. And people are paying them for, paying them about $50, $100 per session of 20 minutes. And we are struggling to sell like, one Bhagavad Gita is 25. There $50 is for 20 minutes. It's a whole life $25 and they don't want. Of course, we actually sold a few books there. It's not that we didn't. But um, the way they do in, in front of us and it's so foolish, I mean, they're cheating, they're straight up cheating them, getting money out of thin air from their wallets. So and the way they do it is just too hilarious. So people rather pay for that than come here and understand it for free and actually make good use of the association, association of devotees. So, we have to be serious enough. What we are offering is actually the best welfare activity. We are opening it up for the whole world, but nobody is interested, especially in this Kali Yuga. So, at least if some of Prabhupada says, yes, not many will be interested, but if just 1% of the population become devotees, good devotees, actually that's a lot. That 1% can change the whole world. Just imagine 7 billion. Now it's more than 7 billion. Let's say 7 billion. 1% is how much? 70 million devotees. Is that so? Am I right? Yeah. 70 million devotees. what What we can't achieve? Like, basically, that one person has to guide another 100 persons. The whole world is guided. Like here, you know, some of you are sitting. So, in this way, if one person can do, that's it. Uh, so, 1% is necessary, the cream. So, if they fall on track, then a whole world will fall on, fall on track and everybody will be happy. And that's how Sarvabhuta-hiterata can be done. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, Indian's job is this. Indian's job is not IT engineer. Sorry but... <laughs> <laughs> Indian's job is that we have to do welfare, sarvabhuta pakaar, sarvabhuta Chaitanya Chetanabhra especially gave it to Indians. Indians are looking for job, right? Chetanabhra has given them job. Many unemployment is going on. You know, many people after graduate, they're sweeping streets, riding auto rickshaw. No, there is a full job there, here, full vacancy. So much vacancy we have. That we have to do paropakar, help others. India's job is this. We have the entire knowledge, culture, everything. So, we have to first take seriously. India, the whole Indian population is 1 billion already. That's way more than 1% of the world. That's like 14% of the world. So, Prabhupada said, I am one Indian. Prabhupada said like this. Of course, he's a pure devotee. But he said, I am one Indian. With one Indian's efforts, so much change can happen. So many people can be benefited. If all Indians take up, how much benefit there will be for the world? Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, janma Jar janma sārthak Our janma, we have to sārthak. We have to perfect our lives. By what? Krishna Consciousness. And karo paropakar Help others achieve this self-realization. Brahmanirvanam. And once they get convinced, they get introduced, then they will automatically share with others. This is how it should be done. So, these facilities are there. So, kindly participate. Participate, not only participate, you become you become a medium to help others. <clears throat> like, do not come here as a guest, come here as a host and bring some guests and help others. Of course, once you are, you know, fixed up, then you can do that. Until then, yes, you can come and learn. Once you are at least convinced to an extent, bring others. So, this is what we have to do. Sarvabhuta Hiterata. And that is why we are trying to establish this everywhere, all over the world. Not only for Indians, not only for... This is not a Hindu movement. That's why it is... Here it is said, you know, Hindu Hiterata. Hindutva Hiterata. No. (laughs) Hindutva is another nonsense movement. Creating hatred towards others. That is not our... In fact, it is... You know... Ours is how to do Paropakar, no matter who he is, even if he is enemy. What is this? Why is it like that? Hmm. To close this, looks like. Just give me a second. So, we are not here for a Hindutva or any cause like that, all living entities. You know, once there was this incident where uh, Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur, who is the spiritual master of Srila Prabhupada, he wow, this (laughs) this software is, oh, yeah. So, he was approached by, uh, you know, the Subhash Chandra Bose. Subhash Chandra Bose was fighting for Indian cause, Indian independence. So he approached Bhaktivedanta Saraswati Thakur and said, hey, you have this Gaudiya Mutt, you know, you have so many devotees under you, 64 branches you have all over India. You have many men under you who are working. Hundreds, thousands. So why don't you give some of the men for the independence cause? Because that's not a it's not a spiritual cause at all. Now people may have sentiments, oh he is a great patriot, this and that. Patriotism is not highly valued in our Vedic culture. Not as much as indians are say, proud to be indian and you know all these things this patriotism is not because when you are when you are patriot you have to fight with somebody else you may love your country but what about sarvabhuta forgotten that so this political agenda is not very much in fact one who has this kind of political agenda is compared to an animal Ass. not my word krishna says gokhara one who is Bhavmaijyadhi, Bhavmaijyadhi means one who worships the land of his birth, is an ass according to Bhavatam and Krishna's personal words, Krishna spoke those words. So, this Subhash Chandra Bose came and uh, Bhagavad Gita's uh-huh. Thakur said, See, my men, you look at them, every second day they are fasting. Some appearance day, some disappearance day. In fact, now we only follow until Jagannath Das Babaji. Five acharyas, Prabhupada, Bhaksidanta, uh, Gauragishwada Das Babaji, Bhaktivenu Thakur, Jagannath Das Babaji. Until his appearance and disappearance, we follow. And of course Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and some important incarnations. But the, in Gaudiya Math, Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur's rule, every single acharya we have to follow. And if you go and see the Vaishnava calendar, uh, now there is an app actually that one every other day there is a appearance or disappearance day or this and that half day fasting Prabhupada look, he said look at them they are so lean and thin just bones only what you want, what these people can fight for the country forget it you leave those people alone they are not fit enough to fight for country you, you go and find somewhere else he politely told him not like this exactly but little bit more politely so this is how he just did not give him much importance now, of course, a freedom fighter would say, ah, "This is, you see, not practical." They are just. But actually, what they are doing is a real welfare work. In fact, Shri Prabhupada, when he first met Bakshizan Saraswati Thakur, 1922, that meeting, uh, immediately, the first meeting, Shri Bakshizan Saraswati Thakur said, "You know English; that is very good. Now, you preach this message of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to the English-speaking world," he said. Then Prabhupada, at that time, he was a householder, Grihastha, with children and family. And he told him, uh, that is very nice that you have asked me to do this, but now India is not independent, because 1922, remember, way before independence. And he said, India is not independent, so nobody would actually listen, our, listen to our, what we have to say. So, first we have to fight for independence. Once we get independence, then people will value what we say. Saraswati Thakur corrected him. No. This movement is not dependent on any of these things. It's completely, he quoted that verse. Nothing can check the progress of this movement if we dedicate ourselves to the cause. There is nothing that can check this movement. So, it is not dependent on any other external condition. Preach now. So, that was the instruction. That means, Krishna Consciousness is not dependent on any other situation or condition. Oh, if, if only this happens, then we can preach more nicely. No. If we preach, then the condition will be- become better. In fact, this is the other way around. Why the condition is not good? Because preaching is not going on. People are fighting. Okay, you fight for independence, you got independence. So, now what happened? Still a problem. Oh, this party is not good, that party is not good. This is fighting again. This fighting will never stop. So, this will go, will go on and on and on. United Nations was created. What is the use of the United Nations? Hmm? It has not united the nations until now. Still they are fighting, still they are having bickering and fighting up with each other. So, this cannot be done unless people come to Krishna consciousness. That is why in the Gita Mahatmya it is said eka, eka shastram, Ekam Shastram Devaki Putra Gitam. One book is enough to guide the entire world. This Devaki Putra Gitam. Bhagavad Gita. Huh? Karma piekam tasya se devasya se seva. One work for the whole world. Krishna's service. That's it. Everybody, whatever talents they have, they can use it in Krishna's service. It's not denying any creativity or whatever. But use everything in Krishna's service. Whatever talents one has. That is the proper use of everything. So we have to Channel everything towards that cause of preaching Krishna Consciousness. So there are four ways, broadly categorized. Pranayar Arthair Dhiya Vacha. Shreya Acharanam Sada. 10.22.35 Vaushramad Bhagutam. Eta Vajjanma Saphalyam Dehinami Hadehishu shu Arthair Dhiya Vacha. Shreya Acharanam Sada. It is the duty of every living being to perform welfare activities for the benefit of others with his life, wealth, intelligence and words. Some people can give their life to this cause. Not everybody can. But if we can't, then we have to give our wealth for this cause. And intelligence, how to give intelligence to this cause, Prabhu? Hmm? Use your intelligence. If you have some connections, talk to them, something, you know, make somehow or other expand. And vacha, if one cannot do anything, words, Yare dekha Krishna upadesh. Whomever you meet, speak to him about Krishna. Enlighten him about Krishna. If I am not convinced enough, give him one book. In the meantime, I also must get convinced. But I can give the book, let Prabhupada convince him. Actually even if I am convinced also the whole point is to give him the book. Because Prabhupada is the one who can actually guide perfectly everyone. So in this way we have to work for the benefit of others. So let's do that and that that is what this whole movement is all about. So I would like to stop here if you have any questions or comments we will take it now. And after that we will have a small aarti and then prasadam. So any questions or comments? Yes, Prabhu. Uh, In Mahabharata, Hmm. uh, Krishna convinced Arjuna to fight for dharma, right? Yes. So, uh, if Subhashatra Bose considers this as his dharma, Hmm. so why was, uh, as a Krishna conscious guy, Hmm. he didn't support this uh, particular the thing is, we can't consider our own dharma. If Subhash considers that patriotism as his dharma, mm-hmm. that is not the dharma defined by God. Dharma is not defined by us, you know. What is the definition of dharma? Dharmam tu sakshat bhagavat pranitam. Everybody is concocting their own definitions of dharma, but we can't do that. Law cannot be manufactured at home. There is a law book, right? So like that, dharmam tu sakshat bhagavat pranitam this is what is meaning this is from the 6th canto third chapter 19th verse of srimad bhagavatam the instructions of krishna are constitute dharma so the instructions of krishna are that everybody must be guided towards self realization that is the that is the fight we have to fight for cause we have to fight for not this political agendas if i make a political agenda my dharma that's why krishna says sarva dharmaan parityajya if you have considered any other thing as your dharma, Krishna says, sarva dharman parityajya. Give up all kind of dharma. Abandon all varieties of religion and just surrender unto me. I shall deliver you from all sinful reactions. Do not fear. You see? If anything else we thought as our religion, our dharma, he said, give up everything else. This surrender to me is real religion. He surrendered to the country. But Krishna is saying, no, Sarvaloka Maheshwaram. I am the owner of all countries, all planets, all universes. I am the owner. Surrender to me. That is real dharma. And let me show you that verse. Krishna himself says, his patriotism is... You know, the exact words is this Bhauma ijya Dhi. one who worships his land of birth. Bhauma means Bhumi, Bhumi means uh, land, ijya means worship, one who has the mentality, Dhi means the mentality, one who has the mentality of worshipping his own land, he is. Sayeva go khara He is an animal, cow or an ass. See, khara, ass. One who identifies himself as the inert body composed of mucus, bile, and air. If we think we are this body, first thing. Or who assumes his wife and family are permanently his own. He is another. Or who thinks an earthen image or the land of his birth is worshipable and who sees a place of pilgrimage as merely the water there, who goes to a Tirthyatra and takes gangasnan but doesn't associate with sadhus, then such a person is no better than a cow or an ass. This is Krishna's own words in Bhavatam. So, this, that's why these political causes, they, they will come and go, but they are not going to help anybody. It's not going to give lasting benefits to anyone. Whether independent or independent, actually we cannot be independent. Independence is a farce because there is no independence. Yeah? Real independence means to be not be dependent on Maya. Liberation from Maya, that is Brahmanirvanam. Now we are under the control of Maya. That is the independence we have to fight for. That is the freedom we have to fight for. What is the what is the use of fight, fighting for freedom from one rule and then accept another rule and live in this material world again, suffer the fall, the birth, death, old age and disease, Adhyatmik, Adhibautik, Adhidaivik. That is the Trishul, you know, Trishul of Durga. That piercing the heart of Mahishasur. What is that Trishul? Why is it? why three? Why not one? Prabhu fashion. No, the meaning, Adhyatmik, Adhibautik, Adhidaivik. Three kinds of Klesha that pierces the heart and we suffer because of that. What is the use if we, if we fight for our freedom and still suffering the same things? That's why our real freedom that we have to fight for is our spiritual freedom. And that is what the sadhus are after. And the materialistic freedom fighter, cannot understand the spiritual freedom fighter Saraswati Thakur, who is fighting for the freedom of the soul, he is fighting for the freedom of a country. And therefore he could not understand this. And Saraswati Thakur politely just sent him away. then he preached to his disciples what is real freedom fighting. Hmm. So, the um, um, devotees, the preachers, they actually, that is why it is called Sarvabhuta Hiteratha. We have defined our own ways of helping others either by freedom fighters or um, altruists or philanthropists. All this will not work in the ultimate issue. Only thing that will work is the soul has to be Extricated from this material tabernacle. And unless that is done, there is no freedom. He is Uru <laughs> You see? Nate vidu swartha gatim hi Vishnum durasaya ye andha yathandhair upaniyamana stepisha tantriyam What is this Uru Dhamani? Bound. Uru means having very strong cords and bound by that. We are handcuffed. Persons who are strongly entrapped by the consciousness of enjoying material life and who have therefore accepted as their leader or guru, a similar blind man attached to external sense objects, cannot understand that the goal of life is to return home back to Godhead and engage in the service of Lord Vishnu. As blind men guided by another blind man miss the right path and fall into a ditch, materially attached men led by another materially attached man are bound by the ropes of fructive labor which are... What is this fructive labor? Karma. You know, which are made of very, very strong cords. You know, the rope with which we are tied is very, very... There is no way we can cut it open. And they continue again and again in materialistic life suffering the threefold miseries this is a perfect example of a blind leader who doesn't know the aim of life and he is not only he is blind he is leading other blind men also what is going to happen to all this group of blind men blind leader and blind followers fall into a ditch that's why the real thing is krishna consciousness any other question one second. Uh, for the basic scenario, suppose uh, all the human beings mm. go back to Godhead, mm. then there will be no human in the world, right? It's good, no? If there is no prisoners, prisoners in the prison, it's good, no? If the prison is empty, it is a good sign or a bad sign? In the spiritual world, that is our original world, original home. We were supposed to be there. We are in the prison house of this world now. And suppose everybody becomes Krishna conscious and this world becomes empty, that's good, no? That's the whole point. But it's not going to happen. If human beings go away, then the animals, they will again, you know... Next life, the soul in the animal body, they will take into... Not everybody will become Krishna conscious. Huh? But if it does happen, and that's what a Vaishnava wants to see. Vasudev Datta. Vasudev Datta. He is a great devotee and devotee of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He said... Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, please, you transfer all the power of every single soul in the universe to me and take them back to Vaikuntha. I can't see them suffering. It's too much for me to tolerate, to see them all suffering. Let me suffer for all their power, for eternity. Let me suffer here. Let them all go back. Then Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, even if the entire universe is made empty, this universe is like one mustard seed in a bag of mustard seeds. And there are countless number of universes. And they're all living entities are there. So, this one if you take out one mustard seed from a huge sack of mustard seeds, it's not going to make any difference. So, for the Lord, even if one entire universe is delivered, there are <laughs> millions of others. You know? So, we don't need to worry about what if everybody becomes Krishna conscious. Actually, the whole world will become peaceful. In this world itself will become Vaikuntha. This world will become Vaikuntha there will be no more misery. Prabhupada, there is footage also like that, the, he was sitting on the rat, Jagannath, Rathiatra, cart, and he was giving the speech. If everybody can become Krishna conscious, then the whole world become peaceful, then no more misery. Vaikuntha. If everybody is being helped, why we should worry? <laughs> you know, what is the purpose of this world? This, this world was created to rectify us, and if we do become rectified, that is the best case scenario, you huh? one question. Huh. Okay, so, today uh, why human being never, uh, never cannot see the thought because everything is hidden and where is God now? Where is God now? He is everywhere. Why he is hidden? Because we close our eyes. Here, 725. Naham prakash sarvasya yogamaya samavritaha mudho yamna bhi janati loko mama jamavyayam. I am never manifest to the foolish and unintelligent. For them, I am covered by my internal potency. And therefore, they do not know that I am unborn and inexhaustible. This is why we can't see. Because we are foolish. So, he reserves the right not to show himself. You know that uh, incident where Prahlad Maharaj and Narasimhadev, Hiranyakashipu was there. And Hiranyakashipu asked, because Hiranyakashipu was such a great accomplished uh, yogi, that he all the demigods couldn't uh, defeat him. He defeated Indra, everybody. But when he was trying to kill his child who was 5 years old because he was a devotee of Narayana. He could not. And he asked that boy, where are you getting your power from? The boy said, I am getting the power from the same person as you are getting the power from. Krishna. You talk so much about Krishna. Where is your Krishna? Why can't I see him? He challenged. Where is he? Tell me where is he? He said, he is everywhere. Really? He is everywhere? Then there was this palace, you know, the pillar. Big pillar. Okay, tell me, is he in this pillar? Then Prahlad Maharaj saw, yes, he is there in the pillar. And then Hiranyakashipu broke the pillar. You know, he punched the pillar so hard. The pillar cracked. And Narasimhadev came out from there. Now, Narasimhadev did not come because Hiranyakashipu challenged. He came because Prahlad Maharaj said he is there. So, to fulfill Prahlad Maharaj's words, because devotee, he came. You see? And he of course killed uh, Hiranika The thing is, we have to become qualified. Hmm? No, no, there is. That's what we are doing. What our process is to... If you follow this process, you can see God. And whom you are seeing here is Krishna only. He has, because we can't see him now, he has come in a form which we can see. That is the deity, Archamurthi. Because we have no, we can only see dull things like stone or wood or you know, we can't see even Atma. What to speak of Paramatma? We don't even know how to see the Atma, right? We can't even see ourselves. So, we have, now we all know we have a mind. Can we see our mind? Can we see our intelligence? We can't. And the soul is even finer than that and Paramatma is even finer than that. So, we are not able to see. So, to facilitate us, Facilitate our devotional service. He is coming in front of us as the, as the Archavigraha, so that we can actually see him. So that is what this Archamurti is. And when we become qualified, Premanjana Churita Bhakti Vilocanena Santas Sadaivarudayeshu Vilokayanti Yamshyama govindamadi purusham. Tamaham bha-jami. I worship Govinda, the primeval Lord, who is Shamsundar, Krishna himself, with inconceivable, innumerable attributes, whom the pure devotees see. Who can see him? The pure devotees. Premanjana When they have love for the Lord, they can see the Lord. Whom the pure devotees see in their heart of hearts with the eye of devotion, tinged with the salve of love. Now, Srila Prabhupada gave us the process, how to see him? You see? What we are doing here, if we become submissive to Krishna by becoming his devotee, by chanting his name, eating only Krishna Prasadam, hearing about him, his instruction, trying to follow his instruction. In this way, once you become devotee, ah, yes, then he will show himself. But if we try to challenge him, that why he can't come before us, then he will never come before you. (laughs) So there is a process. Just like I can't ask the boss to, "Hey, hey, come before me, I want to see you. Can the boss tell that to his staff or the staff can tell that to the boss? The boss can tell that to the staff. If the boss tells you come here, the staff must come. If the staff says, hey boss, you come here. He says, you get fired, you get off. <laughs> not only come here, never you can see me. Now, forget your pink slip, you, you you go. So, that's what is going to happen. <laughs> so, we have to become submissive. So, we can't expect the law to become submissive. He will not become submissive. If we are adamant, he can be hundred and million times more adamant than us. Nobody can measure his adamancy. So, we have to become submissive. And then, you know how wonderful the Lord is? He will, when we become submissive, he becomes more submissive than us. You see here this picture. Krishna became driver, a chauffeur for Arjuna. And Arjuna, in the battlefield, when you have to t- say re- left, right, you can't say. Because it's way too noisy. Everybody, ah, dying every second. <laughs> Elephants are, you know, trumpeting. Horses are, you know, shouting. Everybody, is uh, weapons clashing. What you can hear? How he's going to tell the driver? He, you know, that time there is no, you can't sit down in the, you know, behind seat like, a, you know, taxi and say, okay, turn left right here, turn left. No. And he's not GPS. He He wants to shoot this way, then he has to ask the driver to change direction. How is he going to do that? He is going to kick on the shoulder, tap with his foot on the right shoulder, then he has to turn right. Because the charioteer is actually not like this exactly. He is on a platform below and an archer is on the higher platform and is shooting. When he has to turn right, he has to tap shoulder here with the leg. And left means left, right means right. And Arjuna was doing that. And Krishna became his driver. This is how much Krishna reciprocates if we reciprocate with Him. But if we choose to challenge Him, nobody can challenge us like Him. Shri Bhagavan Uvacha Aham Bhakta Paradhino He Asvatantra Ivadvija sadhubhir Grastha Hridayo Bhaktair Bhaktajana priyaha. Supreme Personality of Godhead said to the Brahmana, I am completely under the control of my devotees. Krishna is saying, who is supreme? Nobody can control Him. He is saying, I am completely under the control of my devotees. Indeed, I am not at all independent. Because my devotees are completely devoid of material desires, I sit only within the cause of their hearts. What to speak of my devotee? Even that those who are devotees of my devotees are very dear to me. And look at this. Saratyapara Shadasevana Sakya Dhotia Virasana Sujagat Pranatim Chavishnu Bhaktim Karotin Rapates Charanara Vinde. <laughs> Maharaj Parikshit heard, you no know, Maharaj Parikshit is uh, grandson of Arjuna. He heard that out of his causeless mercy, Lord Krishna or Vishnu, who is universally obeyed. That means everybody obeys him. But he rendered all kinds of service to the malleable sons of Pandu, the Pandavas, by accepting posts ranging from a chariot driver to president to messenger, friend, night watchman, etc. According to the will of the Pandavas, obeying them like a servant and offering obeisances like one younger in years, when he heard this, Maharaj Parikshit became overwhelmed with devotion to the lotus feet of the Lord. How kind the Lord is. You see? When we become submissive to Him, malleable, is snigdeshu, snigdeshu pandushu, means malleable, means we become malleable to the will of the Lord, the Lord will become malleable to the desire of the devotee. What is malleable? Not, not rigid. The opposite of rigid. Huh. We become malleable to the will of the Lord. So that's what we should do. and Then everything will be on track. Alright. So I think we'll stop it there. It's already quite late. Oh, there's some actually questions. Somebody is asking, if we associate by only reading and hearing of devotees, why do we need Vani? No. Prabhupada's books, that is reading, that is Vani, no? that is the instruction. So, and follow, practically follow. That's that's where the association of devotees comes. But the entire knowledge is based on Srila Prabhupada's books. That is very important. Okay, I think some verse is quoted by Dheera Das. Anna danam param danam, vidya danam matah param, annena yavat jivat jivancha vidya. Yeah. Giving food to a person is a great deed, but giving vidya, education is even better. The satisfaction obtained by, from food is momentary, but that obtained from vidya lasts a lifetime. You know what is this vidya? Krishna consciousness, not the material education. Real education is Krishna consciousness. Alright, I think we will stop here. Bhagavad Gita Ki Jai, Shula Prabhupad Ki Jai, yeah. Nithaye Gaur Primanande